Anything Combat with Johnny K. Well, it's Anything Combat, though. Welcome back, combatants, to the Anything Combat show, where we discuss everything mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Johnny K, and today we're joined by a newly signed lightweight in the UFC. Just won his Dana White contender series fight up against a difficult, difficult opponent in George Harwick. Uh, is that how you say it? Hardwick or Harwick? I think it's Hardwick. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he beat an absolute beast. Please welcome Abdul Karim Al Salwadi. How are you, Abdul, today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you. Just got done my workout. About to have my coffee. So it's a good day. Lovely. Uh, we can't start the interview any other way. But first of all, free Palestine. And second of all, um, congratulations on your UFC contract. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. Uh, it's, uh, it feels surreal. But at the same time, you know, I just took a very short time to celebrate and now just focus on, you know, what could be next. And without thinking about it too much, just physically and mentally going to start getting ready. Dude, I'm I'm just going to say this uh, outright. I think George should have been in the UFC years ago. And I think that it was it was a little bit um, – I wouldn't say the word rude is the wrong word to use. But I think that he should have been in the UFC ages ago. And then when he won his Cage Warriors belt, he should have gotten a contract immediately. And then when he got put on the Dana White Contender Series and you beat him dominantly – uh, that just proves to everyone that you're at a, a an amazing level and a, and a good place for this lightweight division right now. I truly believe that George will come back and enter the UFC. So, what do you think? What do you think when they gave you that opponent, and what does that say about you? I think you're you're a bit too focused on George because, for me, I I believe I was the one that I should have been in the UFC since 2018, and I actually was in talks with the UFC and I had the opportunity to fight for them in 2018. I wasn't being released by my promotion at the time, which was Brave Combat Federation. So I know since 2018 that I deserve to be in the UFC. I don't know who the hell George Hardwick was until they they gave me the fight, you know? And then, you know, so yeah, he does deserve to be in the UFC 100%, but not anything more than I deserve to be in the UFC. Matching us together in the contender series, I was like, why are they why are they doing that? You know, they're trying to get, you know, the best prospects outside of the world. Why make two of the best prospects fight each other for that spot? You're like, I mean, I've seen some other lightweights fight. And I've seen some other lightweights on the roster for the contender series. And me and George are both better than a lot of them. Like, so I'm like, why put us two against each other from the beginning? Um, I, I felt bad for him after because of how much of a good guy he is. Because um, now it's like, I don't know what's next for him. Is he going to wait? Are they going to give him a chance right away? But it's like, um, you know, I knew I deserved that spot a long time ago. And I worked my ass off for it. And I've been through many difficulties to get there. So, you know, it felt good to get the win. And when they gave me his name and, you know, there was nothing. It was just like, hey, your opponent's going to be George Hardwick. I was like, yeah, sure, send the papers. I looked at him on uh, Instagram, uh, sorry, on YouTube, just to kind of get an idea of what his style is. And I was like, okay, this guy is calm. This guy is, you know, calm in the, in the, in the pocket. He strikes really well. He defends takedowns pretty good. He's, he's good all around. 
But I was like, I still believe I'm better than him. I believe that I'm more physical than him. I'm, uh, you know, stronger, faster. But at the same time, I didn't want to make it like a dog fight because he wins dog fights using his brain. So I was like, I'm going to beat him in his same game. Like, you know, he was playing chess. His opponents were playing checkers. Like, he was just beating them easily. I was like, I'm going to play chess with him and beat him in that game. Thank you so much for that insight. You spoke about Brave. I believe Jose Torres uh, follows you on Instagram. I, I'm not too sure about that. Did you ever speak to Jose at Brave? Um, do you have any affiliation with him? Yeah, of course. Me and Jose are boys. He was there for my first fight at Brave. So we know each other from the beginning of when Brave started. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He just won his title. We're, we're good friends. I saw I saw that uh, fight. Uh, what do you think when he when he beat uh, what's his name um, in 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 Kosi? I believe I believe yeah, he beat. Yeah, I'm happy for him because uh, that fight fell through like so many times, and uh, he's been getting getting ready for this fight for like so many months, and uh, the fights just kept getting postponed or something, and I'm happy to see him get his moment and shine. When did you meet Jose Torres? Have you trained with him before? Like, this is just one part of this is one thing that I, I, I haven't, haven't really researched. Yeah, I haven't trained with him, but you know, we used to always meet up and hang out at Brave events, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then you know, we'll just keep in touch on uh, on on social media. You brought up uh, that Yemeni's uh, coffee. Can you tell me about that? Who introduced that to you? So, I mean, uh, Yemeni coffee is getting really uh, common over here in the States. Like, there's, like, these Yemeni coffee shops, and it's, like, the hangout spot. I'll go there, you know, every now and then with my friends after training, you know. We'll just uh, chill and talk, and we'll order some Yemeni coffee. So, um, that's what I was telling you. Uh, I love coffee, and uh, I prefer to make my own coffee in the house just because I have all the right equipment for it, and I like to see the quality of the beans. But um, Yemeni coffee is like a good go-to um, over here if you want to hang out. What are your plans in the UFC? That top 15 division stacked. Who do you see in that division that you can beat right now? And also, do you see yourself at any moment moving to welterweight? So definitely not moving ever to welterweight because, you know, some people would look at me and tell me, hey, do you ever think of going down to featherweight? So it's... <laughs> It's that it's it's like you know thinking about lightweight featherweight. The thing is like light featherweight is almost is like impossible, you know, um, because at the end of the day we make weight to fight. We don't just make weight to just get on the scale and that's the end of the job. Um, the second thing is you know my goals in the UFC are to win my first fight, you know, get on a UFC Abu Dhabi card whether it's this year or next year, get on the UFC game. Enter top 15, top 10, top 5 championship. And um, I'm hoping I could do all of that, you know, under four years. And that's like if you if you do everything right, you win all your fights. Uh, I think it could be done in like three to four years. I'm not in a rush. I'm here to enjoy the journey. But that's just like when I calculate, you know, how many fights and uh, what, what you could do. So I, I think... That's what it would take. So far, I don't have my eyes on anyone yet. Um, I'm just waiting to get started. You know what I mean? I just I want my UFC debut, you know, when I make a splash really in the UFC and I get my hands on that mic, then I'll know who I'm going to want to fight next. 
really nice guy, but I think that the style matchup is bad. Like, I feel like you would possibly beat him. Terrence McKinney, if you fought him right now, do you believe that um, you finish him? And would that be, like, a good first opponent for you to build your, your name and get you just more fans in general? I mean, of course. I mean, whatever the UFC wants to give me, like, just give it to me. But, yeah, I definitely think... I could beat him and many other fighters with all respect to them. But, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm here to win and become champion in this division. So, uh, you know, any fighter that, you know, UFC will give me, I will take it, you know. Abdul, what did you put in your shake? It looked terrible. It was disgusting. It had like some moringa, some matcha, some greens powder, beetroot powder. And uh, I think a scoop of creatine. Yeah, it's disgusting. But um, I, if there's like a few things that are disgusting, I'd rather just put them all together and drink it all at once. Yeah, love that. Love that. Uh, you put creatine in there. I think creatine's great. People say that's bullshit. Do you like creatine? Does it does I, it work no, for you? I feel like creatine's a really good supplement. It's one of the most studied supplements out there. And, uh, you know, you just get the most basic creatine monohydrate and it's, uh, it's a good supplement to take. How fast, in your opinion, does MMA move? Super quick, very quick. I mean, it evolves. Like, MMA today is not the same as it was five years ago. It's not the same as it was 10 years ago. Like, look at just the styles of all the fighters right now. Like, how the striking is so dynamic, the stance switching and... Everything is just, it's just so crazy. Um, yeah, so in order to keep up with like staying at the highest level, you have to evolve. And that's what I did and focused on my last fight camp for George Hardwick. As I was like, I want to take my game to the next level. I want to do something I've never done before. I want to perform in a way that people never seen me perform. And that's where you got that crazy style of dynamic striking movement. Instead of going in there trying to wrestle, I just wanted to bring and use the element of surprise. How much weight do you cut, Abdul? About 25 pounds, at least. <laughs> Have you ever taken the supplement ashwagandha? What do you think about that? Does that help? I heard about it, but I haven't taken it, no. I, I try to keep my supplements to a minimum, just because... There were times where I used to take so many supplements and then there were times where I didn't take any and I felt the same. And I was like, maybe th these companies are just falsely like promoting, you know, this, this stuff, like even protein powder. I've never like within the last seven years, I've never finished a whole protein jug. I always get one and then it expires. I'll just have it. Like, just in case, you know, like, if I'm craving something sweet, I might throw in, like, a scoop of vanilla ice cream with, like, a banana and, like, vanilla protein. Just have me a nice little milkshake. But then other than that, it's not my go-to. Like, creatine, greens powder, turmeric, fish oils, um, you know, things that help with inflammation, with your joints, with your heart. Like, natural stuff. Like, I'm not into, like, not, no pre-workout. None of that crazy, like, I don't even do, like, BCAAs, really. Like, I do electrolytes, um, just like, uh, so, 
you know, people think like it's the supplements that, that help and it's crazy. Like you don't really need that much stuff. I'm going to say something a little controversial. I want to hear your take on this. So they have the PFL right now. The MMA, MMA community is talking about the PFL, talking about Ryzen, talking about these promotions. I just feel, in my opinion, UFC fighters are going to these promotions after they're done with the UFC. I think that a sleeper promotion is actually brave. We've had Muhammad, uh, Muhammad Moikaev, we've had Ilya Tapuria and Hamza Chamaev come out of there. You have come out of there. What do you think about that promotion? Is that promotion underrated and should people be paying attention to it more so? I mean, really, at the end of the day, as an MMA fighter, you want to fight, you want to build your name, you want to build your legacy. But ultimately, when you're putting your life on the line and you're getting injured with each fight, you're hurting yourself, with each fight camp, you're hurting yourself... You want to make sure that you leave this sport at the end of the day with a good amount of money that everything you've been through wasn't for no reason, you know? Like, what's the point if you won all those fights and then by the time you're done fighting and you're retired, you don't have any money and now you just got to look for a regular job and start your life all over and God knows what kind of shape your health will be in, you know? So... Be it brave PFL, like I think I think PFL and Resine and like those promotions are you know they're out there more because of their uh, you know their TV deals, which comes with it just it's just money money at the end of the day money, you know PFL has given out a lot of money to these fighters, which makes you know like fighters that are getting cut from the UFC go to them, um, and they they just find opportunities to make more money, you know. Um, brave. Uh, when I when I fought for them, they were taking care of me. You said Ryzen. Uh, you pronounced it a certain way. Am I pronouncing it wrong? What did? How did you say it? Maybe it's Rizin. I don't know, man. Right, Rizin, Ryzen. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> um, my my question for you is: Who do you believe will be the next? champion in the UFC to hold two belts either consecutively or leaving their division going up and getting a second belt uh just you know one and one who do you think who do you think off the top of your head right now has the best chance I I could see I could see uh Islam doing it oh good pick I could see Islam doing it I'm like these guys are not small lightweights you know with the right fight, you know, with the right current champion, he could he could be the welterweight champion. What do you think about that style matchup with Colby Covington if he um, wins the belt? Oh. And also, and yeah, yeah, go on for the first one and then I'll ask I, the second one. I totally see him beating Colby Covington. Like, that would be one of his easier matchups for a current champion. That's so interesting that you bring that up. Is that because of the striking, do you feel? Do you feel like Colby's striking is just not on that level? Yeah, like, you know, Colby, he's better in his striking, and his striking is not the best. He does have cardio, but I feel like Islam's pace and his pressure will make him crumble. I see. One little fun fact was that one of the first people that Leon Edwards sparred at AKA was actually Islam Makachev. Can you believe oh, that? That's interesting. I didn't know that. So now that they've gone to a position where they're, um, where they're 
both champions, Islam was so confident that he put on Twitter, like, you know, like, I'll go up to welterweight and do this. So what does that say about Islam's confidence? Do you feel like he knows something that we don't? Like, I know how good Leon Edwards is. I just feel like maybe Islam might know how to beat it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, when you're at that level, you're looking and you're watching at, you're watching fighters for a, for a while. You put an eye on them. Like, you put a target on them. Um, so he's been watching him for a while and I'm sure he's seen things when he's seen him fight Kamaru and they're close with Kamaru and, you know, like, it's like, it's like seeing a fighter fight your teammate. You study them and all of that. So I'm sure he's seen things and he's seen the keys of how Leon could be. And maybe those keys, Islam believes that he has them to his strengths. You said something about if you see your teammate fighting a particular opponent, you have a better insight into that fighter. Um, one fighter that this recently happened to was Aljamain Sterling for uh, Sean O'Malley. And now Marab Dvalishvili has just come out and said that I don't want to fight Sean O'Malley. Give Aljo the rematch and I'll get my title shot later. What do you think about that? Do you think that that's the wrong play by Marab? Honestly, I think that is some loyal type, you know, move right there. Like, so loyal. Like, MMA is such a selfish sport because everything you do about is, like, is about you. Every time Rob is like, no, I won't fight Aljo. No, give the shot to Aljo. He's, he, there's millions of dollars that he's just letting away, you know? And... He's choosing his brotherhood and friendship over the money. You got to give that guy a lot of respect for that. So he knows what's best for him. But uh, it just shows that loyalty that he has. You know, I mean, he could easily be like right now. And it's and this at this point, there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing at all. He could easily be like, yeah, you know, I want to fight Sean O'Malley. Beat him up for, you know, he hurt my friend and blah, 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 whatever. You know, I'm going to knock him out because he knocked out my teammate. This is revenge time. Now his hit, that this is his chance to become champion, you know, um, fight Sean O'Malley. And Aljo could maybe, like, go to featherweight or something, you know. Uh, but, you know, he, he chose his, his friendship over that. So I thought that was interesting. You just brought up friendship. My segue is that you have a friendship with Jeff Neal, Hands of Steel. How hard does that guy hit? Man, that guy is the best striker in the UFC. He's like See, he's the thing. He's the thing. I I I I I do a lot of interviews, and uh, Abdul, I respect you so much, but I I can't agree with you on that one. Like, I like Jeff, but, dude, I was of the belief that Ian Gary was probably going to outstrike him. Where have I, Where am I seeing this wrong? Everywhere, man. Everywhere. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff is so dynamic. He's so unpredictable, so fast, so strong. You know, Ian Gary leaves his head in the middle when he hits. Man, oh, I just wish that fight happened. You know, um... I just wish Sorry, the, the first the first question was uh, how hard does Jeff hit? He hits really hard. <laughs> he broke my nose like three times. Lovely. Um, so that fight with Shavkat Rachmanov and him, he um, there was there was moments in that time where he really clipped Shavkat. But but I do have to say it's a style matchup. You know how MMA works. Shavkat doesn't have the best head movement. Um, 
Jeff looked good in that fight, but I believe he was sick. Do you know anything about that? Look, since like two years ago or two and a half years ago, maybe it was two years ago, Jeff got really, really sick, like hospitalized sick. And since then, he's never been back to his regular self, okay? So even when he does perform really well in the fights, even when he does, you know, knock people out, I think it was like Luque Vicente. Yeah, he destroyed him. Vicente Luque. I don't know. I said the name wrong. Vicente Vicente Luque. Luque, Yeah. Yeah, he He still wasn't 100%, like, you know? So I don't know the specifics you know, of what happened exactly. But I just know that this, like, this guy was battling through the sickness and at the same time, he was still fighting, you know? Like, that's just crazy. Fighting these tough opponents, going through camp, and he wasn't even healthy yet. Was George your best win to date? Or do you think you've had better performances? Is there any critiques you have where you feel like you could have performed better? So... So at every stage of my career, there's this like big fight. There's like George Hardwick fight, for example. So at this part of my career, I would say, yes, this was the biggest fight of my career matched with the biggest opportunity matched with the the toughest opponent matched with my best performance. Okay. Now I've beat certain guys before. That didn't even touch me within like one minute, two minutes, right? So if you want to look at the numbers and the dominance and all of that, those fights might be considered better. But for me, this is this is my favorite fight, I would say. Either at the top with my brave title fight that I won, because that one just opens so many doors for me, not just the fight. But this one is the same thing, but on a more like on a bigger level. So uh, I would say this one is my favorite, especially because it showed a different part of my um, MMA style that I've been working on for a while, and I just haven't um, showed it yet until that fight. Let's talk about your fellow countryman, uh, Bilal Muhammad. I was talking a little bit of shit about him. I didn't think he was that good. He's gone on um, eight-fight win streak. The only one in 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 the middle of that, which was a no contest to the current champion, Leon Edwards. What do you think about him as a person and him as a fighter? Man, Bilal, how could you hate Bilal, man? He's such a he's such a down to earth, funny guy. Man, I I love Bilal. People troll Bilal so badly. Yeah, I mean, he just he just trolls back, you know. Like that's that's why I like him. Like he's such a funny guy. He's such a good guy. Um, but you know, trolls are gonna troll. Like that's just what they do. You know, they have nothing else to do except troll. Um, but but him as a fighter, I respect him so much because he wins fights. Okay, he wins fights. Some fights you could win by knockout. Some fights you could win by submission. Or some fights you win by decision. At the end of the day, when you're in Bilal's position and you want to win a, you want to like reach a goal, you just got to win the fight. That's it. Some people say, oh, you know, he goes to decision a lot. All right, you go in there and fight. You go in there and fight that guy. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes decisions are harder than knockouts. Like, you know, decisions you got to go three rounds and beat the guy. Like that says that you just outskilled that person. 
you outpace that person. You're a much better fighter. You know, knockouts and submissions, depending on how they come, you know, they could just they could just come out of nowhere. Like for example, Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman. Kamaru was winning the whole fight, and then Leon just shot that shot. And you cannot say it was a lucky shot because it was studied and worked on. So I'm not saying it was a lucky shot, but it's like, what do you say at that point? Like at the end of the day, who really was the better person? You know what I mean? The guy that was dominating the whole fight or the guy that just got that one shot and won the fight. They're both great. They're both legendary. Like you got to give Leon Edwards respect for not just giving up after losing the whole fight. And you also got to respect Kamar Usman for beating Leon Edwards the whole fight until he lost, you know? So Bilal Muhammad as a fighter, I believe he's very smart and he's skilled because he gets the job done. And as a fighter, that's what you should do, you know? Now, you try to be as exciting and uh, explosive because that's what the fans want to see. That's what the matchmakers want to see, which at the end of the day equals, you know, how much you're going to get paid or, you know, the type of fights you're going to get. But um, he's winning fights and there's and the UFC can't push him around for much longer because he's winning fights. Now, if it were someone to just only win by decision and they lose fights, it would be easier to push them away. But why I respect Bilal so much and, you know, see him as like a, a good champion to be there is that he he's there, he wins fights, no matter what the haters say, he's there and he's winning. So you can't say anything about a guy like that. That's all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Abdul Kareem, for coming on the show. Follow Abdul Kareem on Instagram, link in the description, and subscribe to Anything Combat on YouTube. See you guys next time. Bye-bye.